Well, good morning again. Good morning. You know, I, I failed to mention earlier, and uh, uh, I'm sure some of you are aware by now that, that there was that house on fire at Darby Road, and um, that just happened to be someone that uh, we know, Steve and I and Eddie, we worked with. Uh, and um, as soon as it, was, as it was confirmed, I mean, I started getting texts from folks at work, and, and I'm kind of heartwarmed a little bit just at the response that I've gotten from some of the folks that have worked with this man. He was an older gentleman, but he was evidently babysitting his grandchildren. So his name is Don uh, Mayer, and um, you know, he, he, uh, the house caught fire at night, and I guess he's, he was born deaf, so he didn't probably didn't hear any smoke detectors or anything like that. And, and unfortunately, he and his grandson, five years old, have passed away. And the three-year-old granddaughter, at last I heard, was in critical condition. We don't know. We don't know. Five years old. Don was 62. Hard worker. Hard worker. So, let's just lift up the family now. Father, in Jesus' name. These things that are so tragic. Lord, inevitably, inevitably, I hear it all the time. If he's a good God, why does he let this happen? Lord, I know you are a good God. Lord, I know that you didn't kill those people. Lord, things happen. We live in this world. We make mistakes. We choose to do things. And we suffer consequences. Lord, somehow through all of this, I pray that the name of Jesus be glorified, that someone in that family cries out to you, God, and that somehow, some way, Father, you're able to take this otherwise tragic situation and use it for good. Father, we pray for the three-year-old, for the little girl. Father, that, that, you, would, that you would heal her. Father, she would survive this. Father, and that she would live out the purpose and plan that you've called her to. Father, I pray that what the enemy of our soul has meant for destruction, you will turn around and use for good. We give you thanks and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. and amen. Well, you know, it's kind of a somber thing, but I want to tell you that Man, there, there are tragedies and there are things, negative things that happen all the time. And maybe not quite as tragic as that in some of our lives, but we experience negative. Even what we started off with our prayer with, man, there's so much sickness and things going around. And man, it's just, man, I was, uh, yesterday, I mean, I, I could hardly stand up. But God is good. You know, I thought maybe I need to call, maybe I need to call John or maybe I call, some, uh, you know, Pastor Rondell to, to feel, no, God is good. God is good. Sometimes he heals us in a day, sometimes immediately, sometimes more than it doesn't matter. God is good. Amen. We serve a good God, a powerful God, an awesome God. So yeah, terrible things happen, but thank God for his mercy and his grace that we can go to him. And even in the middle of tragedy and even in the middle of bad circumstances and situ- situations, sometimes he'll take us through it. Sometimes he'll, he'll make it go away immediately, but sometimes he just comforts our hearts and gives us the strength to make it. Amen?
Amen. So now we're talking, we've been talking over the past few weeks about this Pentecostal revival that took place, the Welsh revival of 1904. And remember a couple of key figures, one of which was Evan Roberts. You know, and Evan Roberts, remember when he went away to school because he knew from an early age he was called and he knew something was happening and he wanted a deeper relationship with God and he attended the, the meeting of, of Pastor Jenkins and, and when he left town to go and get educated, to go to, 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 you know, really come back with something. After he was there for about like two and a half weeks, he got baptized with the Holy Ghost and went back and shared and when he shared at one meeting, there was a prayer meeting, and after the prayer meeting, he said, anybody who wants to go deeper with God, anybody who wants a deeper relationship with God, you stay. And there were some that stayed. And in that prayer meeting, he gave them the four points. Now remember, we should know them by heart by now. Confess all known sin to God, receive forgiveness through Jesus Christ. Remove anything from your life that you're in doubt or feel unsure about. Be totally yielded and obedient to the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to cover publicly confess the Lord Jesus Christ. But remember, I want you all to remember, and this is what's so important, the premise. What's the premise? That we want to get closer with God, that we want Holy Spirit all over us. We want to have this, we want to go deeper with God. See, now, now, now a lot of us are indifferent toward that. We think, you know, we got our salvation and we're good to go and all that. But no, my brothers and sisters, this is, we got to think about that as a seed. And we're to nurture it. Right? You know, Hebrews tells us, you know, how bad it would be to neglect so great a salvation. We can't neglect it. We can't take it for granted or be indifferent toward it. We've been given such an an awesome gift. And the gift isn't just that we get to live in eternity with God in heaven. The gift is for the here and now. It's that we live in relationship with God here and now. Are you with me? Are you with me? We live with Him here and now. Amen? Amen. So remember that the premise is that we need to be seeking God. Isaiah 26, 9 says, With my soul I have desired you in the night. Yes, my spirit within me, I will seek you early. I will seek you early. For when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Proverbs eight seventeen and 18. I love those who love me, and those who seek me diligently will find me. Riches and honor are with me, enduring riches and righteousness. You know, how, much, how many times, my brothers and sisters, even those of us who are in the church, we're chasing these other things to be fulfilled. Remember those messages that the Lord brought us. We're chasing all of these other things to be fulfilled. When God is saying, the thing that you need to be chasing is me for the fulfillment because all of the riches and all of the things that you're striving so greatly for all of those things that you're working for right now they're fleeting they're temporal and by the way if you seek me you chase me you're going to be rich you have everything you'll ever want need or desire amen and so lastly Isaiah 55 6 through 9 seek the Lord while he may be found Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord. See, I I know that I'm ministering right now to many people in this room who have already been born again. And I know that there are many people listening to me uh, via the internet that are already born again. But... I don't know about everybody. I haven't read. God hasn't delivered me all of your mail. He's delivered me some. 
Some of you know. I mean, He's delivered me some. And He's delivered you some. There's discernment. But my brothers and sisters, but one thing I could say for certain, many of us, including me, have made mistakes. We failed. And sometimes we've done it so much in our lives or we're experiencing such negative circumstances we think, well, maybe uh, I, I crossed a line. Maybe this is why I'm suffering or maybe I've crossed... Now, if you're thinking that way, hallelujah, praise the Lord because look at what he just said. Let him return to the Lord. You've never gotten so far away that you cannot return. Hallelujah. This is our God. This is our God. Our God is not desirous of you to get away so that He can let His wrath be poured out upon you. Our God allows those things to happen so that you can see these things as roadmaps and, 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 and detours and, and things that say, I need to turn back because He's waiting there with open arms. Hallelujah. Let Him return to the Lord and He will have mercy on Him and to our God for He will abundantly pardon He will abundantly pardon. Listen, for my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways, or or your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. My brothers and sisters, I got to stop trying to figure this out. I got to stop trying to figure this out. I got to stop overthinking this whole thing. I just got to know, I got to trust, trust. I just got to go with what? The light that He's already given me. And with that light that He's already given me, then I just go with that light. Go with the light that He's already given me and stop trying to figure it out. And stop, listen, do you know what? When I try to figure it out, or most folks who try to figure it out, even some who don't even know Him yet, which are, well, if, if God was loving, kind, He wouldn't do that. Well, you're thinking as a human being. You're thinking limited. His thoughts are high, but that's why some things don't make sense. Why? Well, if it made sense to me, then God is too small. Oh, come on now. And some of you are very, very much more um, intellectually deep than I am. Many of you in this room, well, maybe not many, maybe a couple of you in this room have a higher degree of intellect than I do. Do you know what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter how intelligent you are. It doesn't what, no matter what your IQ is. If, listen, if you think that you're going to figure God out, you've got another thing coming. And so let's stop trying. Let's just follow Him. Let's not try to outthink Him. Let's not try, but let's go and follow Him and chase Him. And guess what happens? The more that you chase Him, the more of Him He gives to you, and the more you do understand about Him. He puts His Spirit in you. Hallelujah. So now we're at this. And see, that's what this, again, well, Tony, I thought the subject was this, these four points and you know, now it's publicly, publicly confessed Jesus. Yes, but remember the whole premise. The whole premise is that we need to be seeking to go deeper with Him. We need to be seeking Him. I don't know how in the world that any church can neglect prayer and think that they're in that process of helping their folks, helping the congregants to seek the Lord. They're helping their congregants to go deeper with the Lord. They're helping their congregants to become better disciples and better disciple makers. How can you do that without prayer? Dr. King said that, uh, I'm going to loosely paraphrase this, Dr. King said that you know a Christian without prayer is like a person not breathing. 
It was right. So how can we you know, neglect prayer as a body? Forget about individually. We'd be, we should be constantly in prayer, talking to Him, listening for Him to speak back to us. Amen? All right, so publicly confess the Lord Jesus Christ. This is that last point. Now remember, if you will, Joseph Jenkins was in Newquake, uh, Cardiganshire, and, and that whole thing was he was having this deeper spiritual life convention. Did I give you a slide, Mary, with, with some of his quote? Would it, thank you. No, no, different one. It would be, if I gave it to you, so if I didn't, I apologize. It would be before that, I think. Well, nevertheless, Joseph Jenkins, he, he was in Newquay, and he, it was a deeper life convention that he was carrying on. And he had been speaking the endowment, he was seeking rather the endowment of power. He was wanting more of the Holy Spirit, he was wanting more of God. And he shared the testimony of his experience that he had of the Holy Spirit engulfing him like a fire. He shared his testimony. He shared his testimony and, and, the, and what was written was that this impacted his whole church. His whole church was, was, was impacted because he testified, he spoke. In Romans 10, beginning in half of verse 8, it says, The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now this isn't, again, this isn't making a confession of the sins. No, you did that when you first went and you became born again. You went to the altar and you confessed, you, you acknowledged, Lord, I'm sinful. The things that I've done, it's, it's not, they're not, uh, I've been rebellious uh, to you. I, they're, they're not, these things are, are an abomination to you. These things are dirty, they're nasty to you. So, so I, I, forgive me and I want to go a different way. I want to repent and go a different way. I don't want to live this sinful lifestyle any longer. Now, yeah, you made that confession. But now you confess, Jesus Christ is Lord. His word is true. He's risen from the dead. One Lord, right? One Spirit, one God, one baptism, one. Oh, there you go, Tony. That's, that's so very, in this day and age, it's very intolerant. And even in seminaries, and there's some denominations now that are teaching, well, and I shared this quote, I shared this um, statistic with you, right? About 66% of all young people in youth groups, in youth groups all over this country, major churches, youth groups, 66% of them say that Jesus is not the only way. I just want to remind you guys of something, okay? And just, just bear with me. I, it just is so heavy on me. I just got to share it with you. John 17. Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son that your Son may also glorify you. As you have given Him authority over all flesh, that He should give eternal life to as many as you have given Him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Does that sound like there's any other way besides Jesus? No, there's not. But that doesn't mean that he's intolerant. No. Because, listen, remember how that gospel started. And way back in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. God came. He became in, in flesh. And then it says in chapter 3, right? For God so loved the world. Everybody. All inclusive. Amen? So, I, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation for all who believe. 
Romans, right? Doesn't it say that in Romans? Somebody back me up. Amen. For all. I'm not ashamed to confess the cross of Christ or His resurrection because His resurrection proved that He truly was everything that He said He was. Hallelujah. He is the way, the truth, and the life. I will not feel shy about confessing Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. And I know you aren't either. But here, look at what Jesus said. Luke 12, verse 8. Also I say to you, whoever confesses me before men, him the Son of Man also will confess before the angels of God. But he who denies me before men, you see what it says? He will be not denied before the angels of God. Well, I would never deny him before men. Maybe not with your mouth. See, remember what also was said in the Word. You know, with your lips you serve me, but your hearts are far from me. You love me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. See, we could say some things, but we've got to make sure that, you know, truly, that's not the put-on stuff. That's not the stuff we think we have to say in order to gain favor with God, in order to go ahead and... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang on to that. I'm going to prove that I'm saved because I'm going to say the right words at the right times. I'm going to be in the right place at the right day. Now, where are you every day? Amen? Where are you every day? Hallelujah. Revelation, just not going to be there, just, just Revelation 12, 10, 11 says this. Then I heard a loud voice. This is John giving his testimony. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And and they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. The accuser of the... Who's the accuser of the brethren? The devil. Satan himself. He is the accuser of the brethren. He's accusing us before God night and day. But he is overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I can't testify of anything that Tony's done that is so great and so good. I can't. I can testify of him, his greatness, his goodness, despite my shortcomings, despite all that. I can tell you that that man lived a perfect life. I can tell you that that man died on a cross. Let them beat him. Just hallelujah. Just beyond recognition. Let him. He let them do that. He said, listen, no one takes my life, I give it. Remember when Peter tried to defend him? Listen, I can call a thousand angels down here right now. Hallelujah. Freely gave it for me. So I can't testify of anything that Tony did. I can't testify. I don't want Tony to receive any glory. It's the glory of God. My testimony is the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Hallelujah. Remember what I told you. The bad stuff, that's me. Good stuff, Jesus. Anything good in me, anything good that comes out of me, that's Jesus. Bad, don't give him the credit. Give me the blame. Amen? So I've raised a couple kids and i got some grandkids too so i got to tell them that because they see the good, the bad, the ugly they see every bit of it. See, and that's where we are, folks. 
See, we have these confessions, and we try hard, and it's not a bad thing. So understand and hear what I'm saying to you. It's not a bad thing to try to walk in what you know. You need to be doing that. That's exactly what he... But listen, don't put on... You know, don't, don't, don't fake the strength when you know you don't have it. Be humble. Be humble. Don't fake the strength. Don't be the spiritual superman when you know, or woman when you know, you know back there you've got some old uh, skeletons and you've got some echoes in the echo chamber and you've got some things that the accuser is trying to accuse you of. Be done with all that mess. Forget about the spiritual show. Be real. You might as well. God knows. You could fool me. Not all the time, though. You can fool me. You can fool people. But look, the people that are closer to you, the people that... Man, my, my wife can read my face. And I try. I mean, I'm serious. I try. And I've, I've shared this with you. I'm not trying to be funny. I promise you. I'm not trying to be facetious here. I mean, I've tried. I've told you. I've sat in meetings before when people were lying in the meetings and I'm just... Oh, Lord. And I'm trying not to show my face. You, I'm thinking, you dirty liar. I hope they don't ask me. I'm not, I'm serious. I'm totally serious. And my wife says I'm very bad at that. And so I take her word for it. She knows me. You see, that's the problem. That's the problem. So I might as well come to grips with it. I might as well, you know, be humble in those areas and just say, hey, I'm weak in this area, but here's the, here's the great part. Here's the, here's the best part of Tony's testimony. He says, where I'm weak, his strength is made perfect. All I got to do is submit to his strength. And stop trying to play spiritual Superman and stop trying to put on for everybody else and just admit, I got a problem here. Would you help me, Jesus? Romans 10.13 says, For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they, be, they call on Him who have, they have not heard to believe? And how shall they, whom shall they believe in Him? Or how shall they believe in Him? Excuse me. How shall they believe in Him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And God chose the foolishness of preaching, right? Say it loud, Mike. Confound, ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, now think, think about this. Think about this. Oh, now, see, because when, the church that I grew up in, I'm talking about grew up in as a, you know, a young man, as a Christian, not the one that we, I was baptized in as a baby. The church that I was being raised in, right, I was led, you know, kind of made to believe that unless you became an elder or unless you became you know, somebody in the pulpit, you really, you know, you're, you're, you were marginal. And, and I mean, I made it my business. I'm going to become, and I did. I became a training elder. and I was, But before I became that, the Lord did have a call. I, I did hear the call of the Lord on my life. But I'm saying this to say, my brothers and sisters, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, you're called to preach. But listen, not all preaching means this in a pulpit or like I did before I actually was in the pulpit and everybody that came to work, I was in their face, man. No, you better not smoke. You're going to go to hell. See, I had a zeal but without the wisdom. No knowledge, but I had zeal. Zeal, woo! Knowledge, whoop, whoop. 
Man, I was off the charts with zeal. Man, all I know is God just saved my soul and I knew it. Man, all of that weight of sin was off of me and I was hearing from God. I was, I was starting to understand His Word just a little bit. I felt like, man, this new freedom, it was awesome. And I wanted everybody to know it and everybody to have it. Zeal, yes. Mm-mm. Wisdom, knowledge, mm, not so much. See, so we're not all called to preach like that. See, we're called to preach this way. How are you? You feeling all right? What we did, what, what we'll do when we'll try to contact Donald's family. What some of you have done in helping each other already. That's preaching. That's preaching. And you know, you've heard me say it. I know you've, many of you didn't need to hear me. You heard it before. And this quote is credited to uh, St. Francis of Assisi. But depending on what you read, maybe not. But whether he said it or not, it's a, it's a pretty good quote. And the quote is, preach the gospel, use, use words if necessary. Okay, but listen. Some people get upset because they're saying that that doesn't mean that you need, the word needs to be preached. Well, it's obviously the word needs to be preached. The true meaning of that is live the gospel. People will see what you do more than they're going to hear what you say. Because my brothers and sisters, another problem that we have with youth in America is that they hear what we say, but we're doing something different. So they view us as hypocrites. I'm just saying, that's a fact. That's, that's what these things say. Tori, am I misquoting any of these as far as you know? Thank you very much. I appreciate my sister. She's a head of a, she's a, head of a, of a ministry that specializes with youth. And we're so thankful that you're with us. So my brothers and sisters, listen. We need to get better at that. And see, well, listen, just because uh, someone's younger than me or whatever, it doesn't matter. I can learn. Sometimes I learn what not to do and say, and not just from younger people. Sometimes I just stay under that and, I'll, and I'm going to be humble. I've been in churches before where I wanted to get up and walk out so bad. I mean, Michelle had walked out of a bunch of them. But the fact of the matter is, I've even learned some, some things in some bad churches. Why? Because God is teaching me what not to say or what that sounds like. Come on now. So I'm not going to you know, uh, look down my nose at anybody or you know, whatever. I may warn you, do not listen or do not follow that because that's my responsibility as your shepherd, under shepherd of Jesus. However, my brothers and sisters, here's what I'm trying to say to you. Some young people have very, very valuable information and have God's heart. They have, God, they have God's uh, um, intention in their heart. God has placed something in them, placed something on them. God has purposed and planted something in them. We can learn. And here's the other thing. If I make a mistake, I can't not just be so proud and, and just think that they're going to think less of me spiritually. Man, I, I got to say, I'm sorry. I, I made a mistake. I got to be humble. I got to stop this spirit. I don't know why I'm pushing on this, but somebody's got to hear this. You know, I got to stop this spiritual pride thing. I, I got to, but you know what? At the same time, there's many of us in this room don't even get that far because we won't let our intellect get out of the way. Because we still think that because science and this and education and books and blah, 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 you know, that, you know, that, well, that's a crutch. You know, that's, or, you know, yeah, they could believe that, but, you know, they're believing the writings of a man and it's been passed down for a couple of thousand years and blah, blah, blah. Listen. This thing, absolutely, positively, beyond any shadow of any doubt, has more. 
there are more works of literature and, and science that have less credibility than this does. And people take it to the bank like it's... This has more credibility than every bit of it. Amen? All right, so I don't know why I went there, but I'm just saying, you need to go ahead and you need to make the confession. And the confession isn't... You, gotta, you have to let the Holy Spirit lead you. And don't be so... Don't let the devil do two things to you. Number one, don't let your own flesh pump you up. Again, I think I made that point pretty well to, to where you can't be humble. Number two, listen, don't let the enemy whisper in your ear and keep reminding you of the mistakes you've made so you shut up. See, that's the, that's the great thing about being humble. Because if I say to you, hey, Steve, I'm so sorry, I... I broke bad back there. I got a little, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. Done. I just went ahead and I chopped the enemy off at his knees. He can't say, remember when you said, you know, and you broke? Yeah, I know. I already asked for forgiveness of it from Steve and from the Lord. You can't, you can't shut me up, devil. You, you ain't going to shut me up, devil. Yeah, I make mistakes. How about it? I make mistakes. Guess what? The one that I'm speaking of, the one who is in my heart, makes no mistakes. And now, listen, I'm begotten by him. So guess what? I'm not a mistake. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I may make a mistake or two. I may make a mistake or two. But he doesn't. He doesn't. Hallelujah. So now watch, here we are, 1 Peter, and those of us who were together Wednesday, I think we were here for a little while, 1 Peter 2, 9 through 12. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. You all are royal priesthood. You're supposed to be taking care of business as his royal priest. You're a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, who once were not a people, but now you're the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now you obtain mercy. Watch this. Beloved, I beg you, as sojourners and pilgrims, let me pause there, sojourners and pilgrims, we're all aliens. No, no, no. That's true. That, if you look at these words, that's what they mean. We're resident aliens. We're all, we're in a place, but we're really not of this place. When it becomes new, then we're not only going to be citizens of it, but we're going to be authority in it. Ha! We're going to be ruling with him. So we won't have to, we won't have, we're, we're not going to be aliens then. We're going to be part of the hierarchy, if you will. Hallelujah. I'm coming back to reign with him. Y'all can stay behind if you want to. I'm going and then I'll be coming back. When he comes back, I'm coming back with him. Riding them white horses, baby. And you better watch what you say if you're back here. No, my brothers and sisters, I'm having fun with it. I'm so juiced. I'm so happy about this. See, this, these are the kind of things that we should be happy about. These are the kind of things we have all of this hope. So even in the middle of our bad situations right now, we, can, we understand and we have hope. Even one for me too, would you? We have hope. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm a sojourner. I'm a pilgrim. So I am different. They had their chance. I am different. And it says, as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul, having your conduct 
honorable among the Gentiles that when they speak against you as evildoers, talking about how bad you are, how rotten you are, what a, you know that yeah, you know that Eddie, he's he's not, he just talks that talk, but you know Eddie, he ain't. But Eddie's doing all of that or what he's talking about. You know, they're evil. They may by your good works, which they have observed, glorify God in the day of their visitation. By you continuing to walk the walk as well as talk the talk, you practice what you preach. They're going to have to admit that they were wrong about you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even if they don't admit it, someday God is going to say, Either say, I didn't know. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Remember that guy you worked with? That guy named Steve? Remember he told you he believed in Jesus and look how he lived. Whenever everybody needed help, he helped them. Remember he told you what he believed and he lived according to what he believed? You knew. He showed you. Come on. Come on. And it doesn't matter how old or young you are. Wherever God has got you, wherever you are in your life, school, college, it doesn't matter, playground, football field, basketball, it doesn't matter, wherever you are, same. You confess Him with your mouth, you confess Him with your life, and my brothers and sisters, you are preaching Jesus. You're His royal priest. His special people. But now look, Look what it says in Revelation 1.9. I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ, was on an island that is called Patmos for the word of God. See, if you see, if you look at our uh, website, and I think we have it out on the mom premium's picture, it says, for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. See, see what he's saying? They tried to kill him, but they couldn't kill him, so they, they exiled him to the island of Patmos. And that's what he's saying. I've been exiled to this island for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. The testimony of Jesus Christ. What's that, the testimony of Jesus Christ? He said, I am testi- I'm, I'm preaching the things that Jesus preached and taught. I am preaching Jesus. I'm teaching Jesus. And they can't stop me. They tried to kill me. Couldn't kill me. So they had to exile me to this island. And, and because I am still preaching and teaching to the trees and to the animals, anybody who wants to hear, because I still have this relationship with God, I still love God even through all of these tests and trials, here I am receiving this divine revelation of what's about to happen and I'm going to share it with you all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, my brothers and sisters, there's a price that we pay. John and I were discussing this this week. There's a price. It is what it is. Why? Because we're different. We're sojourners. We're pilgrims. We're going to be noticed as such. And when you're noticed as such, you will get picked on. You will be, they will try to marginalize you. They will call you names. They will talk bad about you behind your back. They won't invite you to certain things. Is that familiar to anybody in this room? And look, at if that's all the suffering that I have to do compared to what Jesus went through, what John went through, what Paul went through, look at all the things that Paul went through. And then he still says, I want to know him more. Listen, 
He suffered all of that stuff. And then in that letter, he's saying, I want to know him more. Not in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his suffering. I, you know, I think I, I come to know more and get closer with him when I'm suffering. Why? Because I'm suffering for him. And that's why he says, count it all joy. Count it all joy. See, so, look, look. Well, I'm going to confess Jesus. Because what did Jesus say? If you confess me before men, I'm going to confess you before my Father which is in heaven. If you deny me, well, I've never denied him. Well, you may deny him in your actions. You may deny him because, you know, uh, you, you, you'll let your passions get the best of you. And when I say that, I don't just mean, you know, sexual sin or immorality in that regard. Do I mean that? Yeah, that's part of it. He says, flee those things. Why? Because those things speak that you're still walking after your own flesh and not after the Spirit of God. So flee those things, absolutely. But what about when I lose my temper? What about when I talk harshly to my wife? Right? What about when, listen, what about when I get mad at my kids and I just lose it and blow it? What about when I, listen, what about when I go ahead and they cut me off on the road and I let that word slip? Now, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, I got a problem with that. I'm, I'm confessing to my brothers and sisters. That bugs me. And so yesterday we're driving on the road and Michelle is driving. And Michelle, I mean, she doesn't have a mean bone in her body. I mean, she... She's driving and a, a motorcycle just cuts her right off. And he's, he's on one of those crotch rockets and he's... Thinking, he's going to kill somebody. And I'm thinking, and I may just let it slip, butthead. Going to hurt somebody. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm glad Michelle is spiritually mature enough she just blows... She doesn't pay attention to me. Maybe she prays for me. I've got to tell her her prayer ain't working. It's, I'm still having problems. <laughs> Pray harder, Michelle. <laughs> no, but, but, but do you understand what I'm saying? I'm not trying to just be facetious, but, but do you understand what I'm saying? You know, what, what, you know, I may be confessing him with my mouth all day long, and I may be doing, I'm going to go down there, I'm going to go to the homeless shelter, I'm going to feed everybody. I'm going to take the money out of my pocket, I'm going to put it back in there, I'm going to do all of these things for God. Many will say to me in that day, because my brothers and sisters, look, you love me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. But my heart isn't far from you, Lord, but I still have these lapses. All right, then. Let's be humble about it. Let's go before him. Let's give it to him. And I'm going to tell you something. If you're faithful to go to him and confess it and be humble before him, he's going to be faithful and he's going to, he's going to forgive you and he's going to clothe you with that new robe of righteousness. That only He can provide. I, I, you know, I, can't, I can't say, okay, God, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lose my temper. I'm going to get in the car. I know what I'll do. I'll never drive again. Or I'll only drive when there's nobody on the road. Or hardly anybody. I'm only going to do that. See, that's what we do. We'll avoid those situations. Which sometimes my brother says, if you're weak, avoid it. But don't think that you have conquered it or God has conquered it in you because then you know what happens when you get in the middle of that situation. You see, that's why God lets us get into those situations because He's saying, Tony, you still need work. Tony, you still need work. Tony, Tony, you haven't given this totally to me. Tony, you, this is still an area here, Tony, where, 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 where we're weak, where, we need, where your testimony is weak in this area, Tony. Come on now. So I can't avoid it. So what do I got to do? God, you, you know, God, that this is, this is crushing me. 
man, I feel this well up in me. When they cut me off, and I see them cutting other people off, and they're going to cause somebody to get into a pileup just because they got to get there two minutes quicker, then I go and meet in the same car at the red light that just cut me off back there. And I want to look over to them and give them the evil eye, the stink eye. I want to give them the stink eye so bad, but, you know, I can't do it. However, look, just because I didn't give them the stink eye when I got to the light, that, that, I, I was already sinned back there. Come on, come on now. I'm not being funny. I, I already sinned back there. All right then. So now, God, I need help. God, this one is working on my last nerve. I don't know what it is about this person, Lord, but they just, they talk too much. When they talk, they say some stuff. Lord, they... Shut their mouths, Lord. He ain't going to do it. No, no, I'm not... Listen to me. Listen, I know this sounds funny, but I'm not trying to be funny. He ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. What we should be praying is, Lord, help me see them like you see them. Lord, help me be the Jesus that they can learn from. Lord, help me. Lord, this is... I know, Lord, man, you know how many times... I'm telling on myself here. I'm surprised you all still come to this church. You know how many times I've prayed, Lord, I know you don't like this. I know that this right now that I'm feeling in here is not you. So you need to help me with this. I went to dinner with some people one night and there was a person that came in there and just negative and blah, blah, blah and I couldn't stand it. And I wanted to say something so bad and I didn't. And I just... But I knew and instead of me just, you know, getting all preachy and holy on this person, which would have done no good, there there wouldn't have been any wisdom. I would have been ministering out of anger and frustration. That wasn't Holy Ghost. That was Tony Ghost. So, so what do I do? I, man, I just I excused myself, went outside, and I begged the Lord to forgive me. And I begged the Lord to do something inside of me. And He did. He did. I went back in and had a pleasant evening and even listened to that person, had a conversation, and it went well. Didn't try to change them or anything. I just... Lord, change me. Change me. Now, now, if he'd do that for me, do you think he'll do it for you? I don't know. He does like me a little better. And that's... Amen! 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 Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Amen! Somebody's listening. Don't... No. Then that's the point. He doesn't like me any better than anybody else. And I can testify, that's, there's my testimony. He did it for me, He'll do it for you. Amen. And here's another testimony. He did it in the first century church. He did it among all those early believers. He'll do it among us. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, please.